Hello, everybody. This is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim and another edition of the Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, and criticize what's known as the news around the treasure coast of Florida and all up and down this great state and across the country. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. We're interested in the truth and sometimes what's just truthy. In today's episode, we hope to expose the big lie lie. Now, just as the term baseless claims was mentioned literally millions of times in our media, newspapers, online, internet, close behind was slander of the big lie. Seems to be the main idea of the January 6th hearings. When they talk about Mr. Trump and the big lie, the big lie being not that just there was no voter fraud. That seems to be a lie. But the big lie, the biggest lie was that Trump knew there is no voter fraud. Now, how they know that he knows that he knows that they don't know that he knows what they don't know, which is he knew that the big lie was not a lie. So they lied by saying that he knew that the big lie was true. Okay? So the point is, uh, how much fraud was there? If the Democrats admit to some fraud and the Republicans say big-time fraud, then where is the middle ground? Is there a middle ground that seems like it belies the, the big lie of the big lie? So the January 6th committee is determined to make sure that everybody knows that the big lie is true. But I'm going back to an old an old tale from my uh, days in the Army. They, they told me that this gentleman was in a gentleman's club somewhere maybe in a dark part of some city far away. And next to him was some kind of questionable lady uh, she looked a little shady, but he would have a little fun with her. She so said, would you go to bed with me for $50, honey? She said, of course not. That's terrible. So he whipped out a couple of hundreds and he said, how about $5,000? She said, well, where would we go? So oh, now, now that I've established who you are and what you do, I guess we'll just be negotiating then. So this seems to be the way that this dynamic is going. There was some fraud. There was a little bit. There was a lot. So the big lie, if that's what we're talking and what we're calling it, I'm, I would come up with something else. Uh, the medium obfuscation or the uh, maybe the minuscule, minuscule manipulation. Something that's much more transparent than the big lie because that's just a big smear. We could see that there's probably a difference of opinion there. So if... Donald Trump knew, then that's terrible. I was listening to uh, the internet on way back from Nashville. I was actually on the radio. Uh, Smirconish had a whole day of this. If he knew that there was no fraud, and yet he kept on saying there was the biggest witch hunt in history with the Russia lie, which was exposed, and now there is the biggest the biggest fraud in the United States history, the stolen election, okay? So if he knew that, then, boy, that's a big lie, isn't it? But if he was convinced that there was fraud, then how is that a lie? So if you consider just what the people on the right know and seen, the ballot harvesting from 2,000 mules, uh, the admission by the CSA in Arizona, CISA, that the Dominion machines were vulnerable to hacking, vulnerable to manipulation, that's just been admitted. And just the, the tapes, videos, and testimony in front of state legislatures about the inner city curing of ballots in Democrat cities where they kept back 
the Republican poll watchers and poll workers while they were curing ballots that seemed to be inefficient. Well, the big lie seems to be one of the mantras of the Democratic Party, and they're holding out for 2022 to have that be some impact. You know, they need some impact. How are they going to prevail in 2022 if they don't have something that's impactful? So the big lie seems to be their impact. But here's CNN. Now, Jeff Zucker has gone, and a new a new crusader has come in. Chris Licht has come in, the new CEO. So here's an article. Um, I think it's from Mediaite. Mediaite would be a, one of these fake news internet sensations. But now he's talking about, they're talking about, the new CEO, Chris Licht, reportedly wants to phase out the use of the big lie. Quote, Big lie. When referring to Donald Trump's stolen election claims, a change that comes amid reports the boss hopes to rein in partisanship or perceptions thereof. Licht, who made the comments during a Tuesday meeting with producers, warning that using, quote, the big lie, unquote, is too close to the Democratic Party's branding. Branding. He also suggested that CNN's producers refer to Trump's debunked voter fraud claims as the Trump election lie or, quote, election lies in banners and graphics. And so I'm still looking for the debunkism. Jim, what is the debunked? Where is it debunked? The debunked voter fraud claim. Has it been debunked, Jim? I've not heard of any evidence that it was debunked. In a word, Jim says no. The announcement comes as Trump's lies about the 2020 election and incitement of the Capitol mob. Now, that could be a mini lie could be a prevarication, if not an obfuscation, are front and center at the January 6th hearings airing on CNN and other major networks. Licht did clarify that the recommendation is his preference rather than network-wide mandate. He can't lasso all those cats, those reporters, those talking heads, those Brian Steltzers. However, some staffers reportedly view it as a direct order from the boss, while others have taken issue with Lex's suggestion. It's worrisome. It's worrisome that we're being told how to talk about one of the worst things ever happened to our democracy, one source told Mediaite. We have to call lies lies, whether it's small lies or big lies. Is there any lie bigger than that lie? Well, there may be. May be some big lies. How about some Trump lies? Let's do some Washington Post. How about some big lies? These are the big lies that the Washington Post said. When they counted, I think it was 36,000 Trump lies. It was a couple of hundred a day. These are the lies that Washington Post tried to proffer, selling. They're selling the big lies. So I wrote a few down. Here's October 7, 2017. This is an example of a big Trump lie, right? We've cut more regulations than any president in history. Where's the lie? Cut a bunch. Who do they compare them with? I'll never forget talking to somebody on Wall Street uh, many years ago, a couple, uh, 2017. He said, you know, Trump won because he's cut all these regulations and he got these taxes across. That's why he's a jerk, always a big jerk, this guy said. He's not a cool guy, not a great president, has no aplomb, no grace. But he cut many regulations, which led to the economy rising. So in October 7, 2017, WAPA, the Washington Post says, the big lie was we've cut more regulations than any president in history. Now, where would they go find a debunking of that? December 22nd, biggest tax cut in history. Trump said it was the biggest tax cut in history, and WAPO says that's a big lie. So they put experts in the field. So the question is, was it the percentage of cuts, the total amount of money cut, the number of people affected by the cuts? Dems chewed on this for years. No, that was the biggest, ta- biggest tax cut just for the rich people. Really? It went across the board, all the way across the board. Big lie. October 18th, another big lie. 
The caravans lie. Trump said there were caravans of undocumented immigrants coming through. And so WAPO said, Washington Post, that suggested that they were all Middle Eastern because it's a caravan. It's not a... It's not, it's not really a caravan. It's a lot of people, but you can't call it a caravan. What else would they call it? An invasion? I would call it an invasion. They said, no, you can't call it a caravan because that, that suggests Middle Eastern and terrorists, that terrorists may have snuck in for the ride. Now, Slim Jim, have people come from terrorist nations across this border? 167 countries. Thank you, Slim Jim. Some of those must be terrorist countries, Syrians, Pakistanis, absolutely, Iraqis, yeah, Iranians, a couple of Russians, and a few... Afghanis. So another one, January 8th, 2019, the State of the Union address, he said, Wampo said it was riddled with falsehoods. And one of the falsehoods was the border wall funding, because they said, actually Trump said, he was going to get money from the military to build the wall. So they said, Washington Post said, he, they seized, he said, they, he seized billions from the military to build the wall. Now, where's the lie? That's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was perfectly legit. You want to have defense of your country, you're building a perimeter around your country. If you don't believe a country, then you shouldn't have any walls. But we believe there's a country. So he started to build the wall. Well, where the money came from could be from the military or not. But uh, how about this? The Trump story. Another. Uh, this is May 11, 2017. The Trump, the Trump Russia story is a made up story. They call that a lie. When Trump said the Russia story is a made up story. And he fired Jim Comey. Washington Post said that was a lie. So recently that was proven to be A, B, I'm sorry, A true or B false. Jim? It's true. It's true. A was true. June 12, 2017. How about Trump said the greatest witch hunt in political history? Washington Post said, no, that's, that's not true. The tweet by Trump is not true. The Trump Tower meeting with the Russian attorney. So whatever happened to that? So if that's, if that's not a a fly in the ointment of their argument when he said it's the greatest witch hunt in political history. How could they say it's not? What is the opposite of that truism? How about this one? This is the one I like. Very fine people on both sides in Charlottesville. August 15th, 2017, Washington Post. So these big lies, well, do we need to explain that? For, oh, might as well. Trump was referring to the two different marches. The first march was the night before the day when the poor girl got run over. And he was looking at both sides of the issue, the issue being the statues. They were taking down Civil War statues. And these people assembled at the University of Virginia campus. And so when they gathered the next day, maybe they had reporters asked Trump after the girl died, what did you think about? Well, there were very fine people on both sides of the issue. The issue being, do we take down the Civil War statues or not? Those are the big lies of the Washington Post. So if we're looking for big lies, I think we've got a few there. How about this now? I'm going to the New York Post, a trustworthy edition, a daily. And we love Michael Goodwin and a bunch of people there. So here's Michael Goodwin talking about President Joe Biden's lies. Pre Did you know that President Joe Biden lies to them, Jim? No, oh, yes. Ever get the feeling? And when he opens his mouth. Well, every time he twitches. President Joe Biden keeps telling lies. He just told the New Hampshire crowd of having had a house burned down with my wife in it. She got out safely, God willing. In fact, the Associated Press, and they're full of truthiness, it was a minor kitchen fire with no damage visible from outside. 
He's overblown the incident in the past, albeit not as much, nor can he stop talking about a chat with the Amtrak conductor in his seventh year as vice president, when the guy retired 15 years before Biden became Veep and had died by the year of the tail. So Biden claims he was offered a job by an Idaho lumber company. They have no record. He claims he used to drive an 18-wheeler. It didn't happen. He said he's visited Pittsburgh's Tree of Life synagogue after the 2008 massacre, speaking to the rabbi, when the synagogue says he has never been there. These are lies, people. It's a shtick and a disturbing one, says Michael Goodwin. He invents stuff in order to make a seemingly personal connection with his audience. But it's a phony connection. Remember that pop? What was that? Corn pop? Corn pop. Yeah, he'd have, he had the uh, the kids believing that he was going against the big the big uh, gang monster. I think it was in Philly. Biden has been in Washington almost his entire adult life. He's not a blue-collar worker struggling to get by. Even when there's some truth, he exaggerates, as when he chats with Gold Star families about his late son, Bo, as if he died in action rather than the brain cancer. Look, you can show empathy without an actual shared experience. Insisting on making one up isn't truly relating. It's a calculated con job. Now, has Mr. Trump done a con job? Maybe he's sold us a couple of a couple of used cars, but it hasn't hurt the country. It would be bad enough, Michael Goodwin continues, if Biden only told personal tales, but his reality distortion field now extends to national policy. He routinely insists, quote, all the economists, quote, back his plans, writes off inflation as a temporary spike, insists the border surge is just seasonal, even calls as a disastrous Afghan bug out a success while falsely claiming his generals didn't object, proven untrue. Generals did object. Truth just doesn't matter. He'll say whatever he likes to get past the moment. He got away with it for most of his life because nobody bothers to fact-check a Delaware senator. And biggest of all, Slim Jim, I think is the lie that he had nothing to do and had no knowledge of his son or his brother's business dealings. How is that possible when the laptop exists? Does the laptop exist, Slim Jim? It sure does. And who lied and said that it didn't? It's the 17 intelligence agencies that said that Russia was colluding with Trump. Who's lying here? So now Joe Biden is president and his, his lies are going to hurt us all. So when we talk about the big lies, we have Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. We'll be right back, Grapefruiters. A few of my favorite things are at my natural place right here in Indian River County. My Natural Place recreates local woods into natural home products and furniture. You'll see their beautiful cabinets, tables, hope chests, benches, and more on the My Natural Place website. See great additions to your home from theirs. A great family business delivers quality products after free consultation, then free delivery of the finest repurposed woods from our own Indian River County. So call My Natural Place, P-L-A-Y-C-E, at 772-453-7494. And visit their website, MyNaturalPlace.com. It's a great place. Thank you, Grapefruiters. Let's go into this little bit of bias. Bias is a kind of big lie. It's just a little lie. A little lie that media uses to foist their opinions and their claims and their platforms onto unsuspecting people like you and I. Should be you and me, though. Unto you and me, old grammar teacher that I was. So here's an article by the Washington Post, just riddled with bias. We love the Washington Post. Soon we're going to have some uh, comments sections on this program. We're going to look at the comments sections. We want to, want to watch some bias and the, re the responses to some of the stories on the Washington Post are unbelievable. Great for us, you wouldn't believe the nastiness. But 
We can see it. We're a little skeptical here, so we understand. But here is a Washington Post piece on the way bias is being eliminated by none other than the Gannett Company. Listen to this. The nation's largest newspaper chain is of the opinion that its opinion pages are alienating readers and becoming obsolete. So newspapers owned by Gannett, publisher of the USA Today, which I just read from, and more than 250 dailies, of which I read about six to seven because they're all coagulated in the T.C. Palm right in front of me and the Press Journal, have begun to radically shrink and reimagine their editorial sections, publishing them on fewer days each week and dropping traditional features such as syndicated columns and editorial cartoons. Oh, no. Even political endorsements and letters to the editor are being scaled back. The company has been publishing, uh, pushing for the cutbacks for years, and they have become increasingly visible to readers since a committee of editors formally recommended them at a meeting in April. Quote, readers don't want us to tell them what to think. Quote, the editors who come from Gannett newsrooms across the country declared in an internal presentation. I'm wondering if this is, is this a big lie or is this true? Do they actually say that? Because it sounds pretty good. Sounds easy on the ears. They don't believe we have the expertise to tell anyone what to think on most issues. They perceive us as having a biased agenda. Slim Jim, can you believe that? Uh, it's hard to believe. <laughs> it's hard to believe that they see themselves as having a biased agenda. Not only are editorials and opinion columns, quote, among our least read content. I have a problem with that. The committee said, but they are, quote, frequently cited by readers as a reason for canceling their subscriptions. Now, Grapefruiters, would you cancel your subscriptions because of the letters to the editor? I, I don't think that's feasible. I don't think it's legit. But what I'm saying is there's a creeping creepyism. There's creeping from the opinions that come from the editorial pages. It goes right to the front pages. This is my problem. The creeping opinions are going from the letters to the editor to the front pages. And this little edition here is just a cover story. It's a cover story. While Gannett says the recommendations are not mandatory, well, we've heard that before. That was about the big lie. Not mandatory. Most of its papers still have editorial and commentary pages. At least four of its newspapers have slashed their daily opinion offerings in recent days. More are expected to follow suit. The Arizona Republic and yada, yada. And so similarly, Gannett's Cape Cod Times in Massachusetts and yours truly's T.C. Palm right here in Florida. They said last week that they will publish editorial pages only two days a week. And it's true. I've seen it happen. Quote, today's contemporary audiences frequently are unable to distinguish between objective news reporting and opinion content, says I, P. Norman Grant. Oh, no, it says the editorial committee. I say the same thing. The editorial committee wrote in an earlier iteration of its recommendations in 2018. In the old days, content appearing on print pages that were clearly labeled helped alleviate those concerns. The concern of your news dripping into your opinion pages or... Most likely and more likely today, your opinion pages dripping into the news. No. Is it a firewall that thick, do you believe, they'd, they would never infect each other? So along with a society that possessed a higher news literacy, is that today? I hope. I have questions about that. A news literacy that goes onto the internet for four minutes and says, yeah, I know what happened today. Trump lied. But in today's digital social environment, we as an industry have been challenged to make these differences clear. This is from the Gannett newspapers. So they go on to say, others think of getting rid of all editorials would be a mistake. But uh, I'm here to say that I think the editorials exist right on page one. Page one. This is, a, this is 
a series of Treasure Coast newspapers, page ones. Well, first one I see is Biden to refiners, greater production, fewer profits. So this is reiterating Joe Biden's claim that corporate greed is raising the gas prices. This is an Associated Press column. So don't blame, don't blame us, says T.C. Palm. We'll put it on the front page, though. They say companies' earnings have hit all-time records. Well, if the price of gas is up, then I guess the number of dollars that are above the cost of producing gas are up too. Would it be all-time profits? No, they said earnings. Earnings versus profits. Corporate greed raises gas prices. So we have front-page opinion that looks like it could be a letter from the editor. Joe Biden says that the greed is causing our gas prices to go up. I like this one. This is this is witnesses say Trump, this is front page, people, Tuesday, June 14th. Witnesses say Trump disregarded vote reality. Slim Jim, do we know what the reality is? Well, we've been trying to find out. We've been trying to find out what the reality is. The big lie is sort of interfering with our reality. So it says, former advisors, officials break down fraud claims. Donald Trump, let me read a little bit. This is Associated Press. We trust them, don't we? Mm, not Donald Trump's closest campaign advisors, top government officials, and even his family were dismantling his false claims of 2020 election fraud ahead of January 6th. But the defeated president was becoming detached from reality and clinging to outlandish theories to stay in power, Bill Barr said. Now, did Bill Barr said there was no voter fraud? No, he just said there wasn't enough to overturn the election. Now, was Bill Barr out there in the weeds with the rest of us finding voter fraud? Finding ballot harvesting, dead people voting, foreigners voting, parking spaces voting in Arizona and Nevada. No, Bill Barr wasn't out there. Somebody whispered in his ear, Bill Barr. Front page. Front page. This is a shooting that happened right here in Vero Beach. So I'm looking at the headline. This is now the end of bias. We're not going to have bias anymore. Just the bias is only going to be in the letters to the editor and some rare editorials. But this one must have slunk in from somewhere. Here's the headline. Man undergoes surgeries after shooting by deputies. Now, this is the headline. How could the headline be changed? Sometimes the news bias is shown when they pick the headline. The headline reads, man undergoes surgeries after shooting by deputies. Now, why would the man shoot? Why would the deputy shoot this man? I think it would be the that's the news. As video is released, sheriff says officials haven't talked with four unpaid leave. Wait a minute. Where did this take place? Who shot whom? Why was there a shooting? Can they answer that? No, it's men undergoes. We're worried about this man who was shot by the cops, and that's the headline. Yeah. We should worry about the guy because he's in the hospital now. He's probably in pain. I wonder how much pain he has. Do you, do you think that's the main idea here? Or why did the cop? shoot the man who had a gun that he took out of the car and ran through the night and the cops were taking him by force. So Indian River County, USA Today Network, Florida. As authorities released body camera footage showing deputies shooting a Fort Pierce man, his attorney said, that's just what we want to hear, is the attorney for the guy who is running from the cops with a gun in his hand. That's the news. There's no bias there, people. So we're keeping our objective analysis out there. We just want the news. Front page. Front page. This is the next day. Next day. Front page. Student apologizes for role in spelling racial slur in photo. Front page, people. So the choice of this news. The choice of this news is questionable. So if this is not biased, folks, 
We don't know what it is. But right next to it is a big picture. It's a big chick picture of a story about the sundown towns where, where black people in the 20s needed to get out of town by sundown, something like that. I'm looking, it's from 1922 where a black farmer shot a white farmer somewhere in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Front page, people. Front page. And so there's a picture of a guy, a historian, going through this, this whole story from 1922. And we wonder, why is this there? I mean, I've seen it before where they've had uh, the cases of old history, historical, the burnings in Tulsa, the, uh, the shootings of black people in the South 50, 60, 70 years ago. But they put it on the front page. Why would they do that? Is that that's to show their non-bias. That's to show their objectivity. There you go. It's just history, people. No, 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 no. Grave readers, this is CRT in action. This is critical race theory in action. This racial rehash. What is the relevance of a 1922 shooting on your local paper from 1922, the sundown towns? A choice of stories shows their complete bias. So today's newspapers and other media might say they're cutting back on bias, but don't bet on it. it. Just might be a big lie. This is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim, and whenever you get a chance, squeeze in a grapefruit agenda.